With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFiera. Brandon has the night off, and so I will be here to talk through really what went right, what went wrong with this Red Sox-Astros game one for both sides. So let's go through a little bit of a timeline as we go. The first couple innings were pretty much a feeling out process for both teams, getting runners on back and forth through the early portions here. The bottom of the first, Jordan Alvarez is able to hit a sack fly, which scores Jose Altuve, and that gives Houston the very early lead. However, in the bottom of the second, they have an opportunity to strike again with two outs. A line drive is hit directly into center field and an amazing, miraculous even, catch by Kike Hernandez saves the inning gets the out and keeps runs off the board he'll keep this momentum and continue to be the greatest player in baseball right this second with a home run his first of the series this one going deep to center field just minutes after making that first catch and it ties the game later on in this inning this sparks a run which we'll see two more runs go on the board one on a fielder's choice by J.D. Martinez, the other on a double by Hunter Renfro. And this score will hold for a long time, even though both starters got bounced from this game very early. They only go two and a, 
two thirds each. Sale getting five hits, one earned, two strikeouts. Framber Valdez, six hits, three runs, only two earned with three walks and two strikeouts. So I would certainly say, as I kind of predicted early on, that the Red Sox could outpitch the Houston starters. That certainly has held up in this first game, although not, it was very, very close and neither were great performances from either side. But either way, we go on and the Red Sox are carrying a two-run lead late. Meanwhile, we are now going into a bit of bullpen work for both teams. Both teams would use, I believe, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Both teams ended up with six relievers in the game, a total of seven pitchers used out of nine innings. Certainly not the ideal way to start a series for either side. But what this one comes down to is who's going to have the most medium quality relievers because the Red Sox blew through their good relievers and their medium quality relievers very, very early on. And so we will continue back into play-by-play. We're going to jump ahead to the bottom of the sixth. Now this is following Adam Adovino, Josh Taylor, and Ryan Brazier all coming in, stepping up, and only allowing a combined two hits in two and a third innings to this at this hot, hot, hot Astros lineup. And then Tanner Houck comes in, has a strong start to his outing, and then all of a sudden, wouldn't you know it, Jose Altuve steps up to the plate and gets all over a miss by Tanner Houck. He hits one to deep left center. This will be a home run game tying Jose Altuve's first of the series. Look, to be honest with you, this was just a a really bad pitch by Tanner Houck, but not that bad either. Like this is a guy who throws really, really good breaking stuff, gives him a breaking pitch over the middle. Jose Altuve still has to do a lot to be able to get that over the wall. So it's as much good play by Jose Altuve as it is bad play by Tanner Houck, but good, good to great play by the Astros is only going to be coming up a little farther down the line as we will now move to the seventh inning where Hansel Robles comes up and Hansel Robles honestly was kind of dealing here. He had his fastball really moving today up in the 98, 99 area after the first while he was out there and it was really showing a lot of life giving this team total fits throughout this he gets Bregman to ground out Jordan Alvarez to strike out and then has Carlos Correa at a 2-2 count and keep in mind Carlos Correa had not touched not come close to touching certainly getting the ball in the direction of play on these fastballs that Hansel Robles was throwing all at bat. And then on this last one, he manages to take a 98-mile-an-hour fastball up above the zone, mind you, and crush it out of the park. A Possibly the best home run you could possibly ask for. He just willed that ball out of the stadium. I cannot – I can't blame Hansel Robles because – I'm not sure how many other guys could possibly hit that ball. And so, of course, 
Now, with that being said, this is now a losing scenario for the Red Sox, and they have two more inning, or excuse me, one more inning, potentially two more innings to pitch, and they've already used just about all that they have in this bullpen. The only three guys they have, four guys they have left at this point are Hirokazu Samamura, Martin Perez, Darwinson Hernandez, and Garrett Whitlock. Garrett Whitlock, of course, pitched a ton in that, that DS series, so it would be surprising to see them put him into a situation where they are not in a position to win the game. So ultimately they had to figure out another option. They go with Sawamura in the eighth and things do not look good for him. He hits a batter, he walks a batter and overall this is not looking good. They have the bases loaded once he finally gets through his three batter minimum, which mind you, I'd like to also point out again, this is a scenario where you've got a one-run playoff game, and because this guy has to have three batters go, just because he did not have it, it's a three, it's a bases loaded, very clearly has the potential to become a five-run game if things keep going the way they do. It's just so easy for these games to get out of hand that that's really why my interest in the three-batter minimum is so low because you have games that can get just completely taken out of hand, whereas you could have a much better game if you did not have this rule in there, in my, at least in my opinion. Anyway, Alex Cora here makes the, what I believe is probably the move that lost the game. I mean, technically by the score, a move that lost the game here as he decides to stake with Sawamura for one more batter. That bat at bat ends up being a sacrifice fly hit by Jose Altuve, and that is able to score Yuli Gurriel and make this a 5-3 game. Martin Perez comes in after that, gets them out of the inning, and we go to the top of the ninth, the Red Sox looking to tie this back up down two and try to tie this. They do as Kike Hernandez hits his second home run of the game. He's got now two on the series. And this is a 5-4 ball game. Now, just to mention his line here, Kike Hernandez ends up going four for five with two RBIs and a strikeout. This includes those two home runs as well as a double. He was a triple shot, triple shy of the cycle in this one, which would have been the second in Red Sox history as well as the second in postseason history. So this is certainly a special game for him, win or loss. But the Astros do end up taking this one from the Red Sox as the top of the lineup because they're not able to get it done at this point in time. The win will go to Ryan Stanek, lost to Hansel Robles in the save to Ryan Stanley, or Phil, Ryan Presley? Yes, Ryan Presley. Oh my gosh, that was awful. But look, I guess this game came down to two things. Red Sox offense kind of ran cold. It did not feel like they did much, and it did not feel like they were threatening enough and not executing on their threats, certainly seeing they didn't score in innings four, five, six, seven, or eight during this part of the game. you got to keep consistent offense if you're going to play with another lineup that's just as good, if not most likely better than you. You have to be able to step up consistently throughout the game and continue to pour it on especially against a bullpen that while improved from middle of the, the middle of the season, 
is not anything special. This isn't the Tampa bullpen. The Tampa bullpen was far more talented than what you're seeing here in Houston. And they ended up, yes, after Framber Valdez, they only gave up four hits all game. That cannot happen if you're going to win this series. And because of Chris Sale having to leave this game early because he just did not, you know, look like the normal normal playoff Chris Sale, which is not a good thing. It it costs them because they have to go through all of their top pitchers before the eighth before the seventh inning or not, I'm sorry eighth inning even rolls around, and all of a sudden you're left wondering, okay. Were they really going to try to, they tie this up? Are they going to actually try to get multiple innings out of Martin Perez in a playoff game? Are they going to stick Nick Pavetta back away from the rotation and into the bullpen again for this? I mean, I know the sacrifice play that Alex Cora always loves to do is that, and I I fully respect it and support it, but I just have to think, yes, Tanner Houck gives up the two hits and the home run here, but he probably could have gone longer as well. You could have certainly gotten another inning or at least an out or two out of him, maybe even just a couple of batters, even if it didn't go well, before you had to go to Robles in that seventh inning. So that seemed to be the only place where you could have cut time, but it's just a matter of this team went from being one of the worst bullpens in in the sports history, or at least since um, 1964, I want to say it was, and turned into one of the better ones in the league this year, but they're just not that deep. You can can only do, Rome was not built in a day, and neither is an elite bullpen, so you shouldn't expect them to have a million different um, horses in the stable that are able to come out and shut every single player down. They did a very good job in this one, but not everybody's going to uh, be able to step up every day, and not everyone in this on this team is going to be that good. So that was ultimately are the keys to this game. Hope you enjoyed this abbreviated version of the MLB Daily Podcast, and I will see you mañana. Shopify presents cool sheets from Aha to. Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. 
Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 